Welcome back to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus, the only podcast dedicated to growing the game that we all love. Eric Mock here with my co-star, Ryan Shackelford. Uh, we're going to continue our trend of bringing on some notable names from around the ball hockey community. And Shackelford, we're in for a treat tonight. we got some big wigs. Uh, that we do. We have Chris Banks and Alessandra Glista, who are executive members of the newly formed USA Ball Hockey Organization. Chris, Alessandra, how, how are you guys tonight? Excellent. Doing good. Yeah. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Alessandra, we'll start with you since we were kind of reading through your resume there as far as your hockey career is concerned. And it's maybe a little bit too long for us to read off. Uh, We would keep people here all (laughs) night, but uh, give the people kind of an idea of maybe how you got your start. And then I know you've played it in some high level tournaments and things like that. So kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Sure. Um, So Alessandra Blistet. Um, I've been playing ball hockey probably since I was a teenager. I started off playing soccer. I was a goalie, and my cousin loved to play street hockey in the street. So that's how I transitioned to goalie. Um, in 2007, I had the opportunity to play with Team USA's ball hockey team, the inaugural women's team. Um, we went to Germany. And since then, I've had a, a pretty special career. Um, this will be my 10th uh, world championships. I've been to uh, seven senior games and three Masters games, and we've won four silver medals in that time. I'm also the co-founder of the United Women's Ball Hockey Foundation, and super excited to be um, a board member for USA Ball Hockey. Well, fantastic. So, Chris, that's quite the uh, resume (laughs) to follow there. But uh, give people kind of a look at, uh, at sort of how you fall into the whole scheme of things. Uh, yeah, that's, a, you know, um, there's not many with the, with the same resume that Alessandra has, unfortunately, unfortunately for me anyway. Um, uh, I am the president of USA ball hockey. Um, I started, you know, as a kid, like millions of other kids playing hockey in the street, in the street, I did my time playing ice hockey, but, um, I gravitated back over to ice to ball hockey when I was in my late teens, because, it's a, it was a, it's a, it was, and it still is a sport that is affordable for broke teenagers and broke guys in their twenties. <laughs> because when mom and dad stopped paying for skates sharpened and they stopped paying for league fees, there's nowhere to go. And, 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 you know, who can afford five grand when you're 21 years old. So as soon as mom and dad are done doing all that, you know, a lot of, you know, particularly in Buffalo, a lot of people, um, a lot of guys, gravitate over to ball hockey um and it's because it's something identifiable for them um and they played it in the street as kids and in the parks and backyards and whatnot and then um you know and they went on to play whatever sport they played whether it was ice hockey or football or whatever but um they, they always kind of seem to come back or they or, or they do in in good enough numbers anyway so that was that was my story i started playing um you know competitively um you know probably in my 20s i'm a little older but uh i'm 46 so um i when i played tournaments like the tournament circuit now in at least in the northeast is you know it's very organized it's organized very well it's run by good good uh tournament organizers when i played tournaments you know it was the wild wild west and you know i would go to detroit and i would go to toronto there wasn't i never went east i didn't know anybody from the east until i was probably Mm -hmm. 30 
but, you know, uh, ball hockey was big in Detroit. We'd go to a couple of tournaments in Detroit. And, you know, we'd go to Southern Ontario because it's right around the corner from us, being from Buffalo. Sure. So um, when I was, uh, you know, I stopped playing tournament hockey um, when I was probably 34, 35. And then I... Uh, and I, I I played in the leagues until I was about 38, and then I got tired of getting hurt all the time, and and then it ends, and then, and then, and then and then you just uh, start, uh, and I, and I chose to stay with, you know, I was always a player coach even from a very young age, so I had organized many many teams throughout the years. Um, I built an organization with my partner called Buffalo Fusion, um, which still exists. Uh, we have roller hockey. There's a roller hockey division in Buffalo Fusion, and there is a, you know, a, a ball hockey sector. And and within each of those divisions, there are, you know, uh, different levels of teams. Um, so I had that, you know, I had, I, uh, we just celebrated our 11th year, actually, as Buffalo Fusion. And uh, I probably should know these numbers, but countless tournament victories and countless teams. I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to tell you this just so many of them. Um, so I'm really proud of that. And, uh, um, so being in the Northeast, um, and being relevant in the, in the sport of ball hockey, um, you know, you, you, you form relationships over the, over the, those time periods and people start, uh, you know, getting to know you and, um, they take you seriously as a, as a hockey person. Then they start taking you seriously as a human being. And then, uh, things just kind of, come together after that I, I suppose oh definitely impressive and uh thank you guys again for joining us but right now with the big announcement last week of the introduction i'll call it that of usa ball hockey as an organization uh can you tell us a little bit about what is going into that what's the you know high level goal and you know kind of what's what's the idea behind the creation yeah the the, the genesis of usa ball hockey was in the past, um, you know, ball hockey has been around a long time. There is uh, an organization, for those that don't know what it is, it's the ISBHF or the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation. They're located, um, they're based in the Czech Republic, but they are the international body, uh, very similar to like the IIHF um, in, in ice hockey. And they are the, they're the governing body of the sport in the world. And each nation has representative a representative group from their nation that uh, goes and competes in uh, world championships, uh, men's and women's, and then juniors, boys and girls, and then uh, a master's program for uh, people 35 and older, uh, 40 and older for men, 35 and older for women. And they compete every two years for, for world championships. So, so in the past, there have been a couple organizations that have that have entered national teams uh, from the U.S. and never really had much success. We did. There was some. There was a, a gold medal won by uh, by uh, a junior U uh, twenty team back in two thousand six. But after that, nothing. They were never really relevant uh, either on the men's or women's side. Um, in twenty thirteen, I was asked by a previous organization that was. Uh, that was the that was the governing body of the sport in the United States and no longer is now that we are. Um, um, if I would 
uh, put together some national teams, and and we did, and and Alessandro was part of that, and uh, and many people were part of that, and we had some success. We, we had several silver medals by women's program, uh, women's program, and we had a, a couple of bronze medals by our juniors programs. Um, we had a lost in double overtime in the men's world champion championship in 2015 in Switzerland. Uh, so we were really getting on the stage there. So as it turned out, you know, um, things happen over a period of years. And uh, I think that, I don't think I know. Um, I know that, that and, and, and Alessandra and everybody else on our board and below agree that there's so much more to the sport than just the national team. So look, at the national teams are great. Everybody loves to cheer for Team USA. That's very fun. And, you know, now, now that they have the technology to be able to stream the games, you can have playing on your big screen TV. The Euros do, uh, and even the Canadians, they do a tremendous job with the, um, uh, with the presentation of the event, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, um, you know, camera angles, in terms of venue, sure. um, stuff outside of, of, of the hockey they do a really great job at that. Um, uh, but there's so much more to the sport. Um, and the, and the sport is really about the roots. So the reason that this group got together and decided, Hey, we got to really make a change here in the United States, because there's really no governing body that, that provides a common rule book that provides referee certification that provides coaching certification, um, sure, they go to the national teams, and that's great. Every two years, you go pick a team, and you go over there, and you play. But where do all those players come from? And where they come from is the youth sector. Sure. So when we decided to get together, this, I mean, we're talking about a year ago now, where when I was first first approached um, by Corey Hirsch to uh, for uh, a group of us that had the same common goals in mind to form a new organization, this one – learning lessons from the past because, you know, the, the past organizations, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that anything was bad. There was a lot of good done, but they, but, but what they lacked and, and what we're trying to learn the lesson from is uh, they lack the vision and or the resources to be, uh, to take the sport where it hasn't gone before. And to simplify that for you, um, not that we're making a carbon copy of them, but we really would. We, our, our primary goal is to emulate what USA Hockey does, and and what they provide. And if you see historically the numbers that USA Hockey has has it's grown every single year for the past you know 30 years with never a dip. And um, it's because USA Hockey does a really nice job. They they have their national teams that we get to watch on the Olympics and World Championships and whatnot, but they do, they do it at the youth level and that's where it's important because that's where they get all these players from. You get the players to have something to shoot for. Yeah, sure. Well, that's the, that was the genesis of USA ball hockey. No, that's awesome. And you know, if you look at, I mean, just using that USA hockey model, they have the try the game for free um, across the country where kids can go out to the rink, put skates on and really, you know, get a stick Mm -hmm. in the hand and fall in love. They have the one goal program. That's all about building that youth and provide the equipment so that's absolutely amazing. Um, obviously, we're huge hockey fans here, so we're kind of in tune with uh, what USA Hockey's doing, and you know, watch those Olympic teams, but also absolutely. watch the uh, you know international teams. 
But you know, hey, since we talked about it and you know, kind of use this as a segue, the youth movement is huge. Um, we had talked about it in the intro, regardless of where it is today or where we need it to go. If the, any sport or anything's going to grow, it has to start with the kids. Well, it's the most important, most important thing to pipeline. I mean, if we're going to build to be a competitor on the national stage, you can't do it unless you get kids in early. And, um, I mean, yeah. So how, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, both men's and women's development from, from the youth up and, and what are some of the things you guys are doing and, and talk about the importance of the, the youth programs? Well, I'll, I'll start with the, with the, with the boys side of things. The, uh, um, one of the, uh, one of the more appealing parts of the sport is the affordability of it. <clears throat> okay. So for everybody that has ever been involved in ice hockey, that's ever paid the bill knows how expensive ice hockey is. And, you know, I, uh, you know, starting from Mike's down at seven, six and seven years old. Um, it's, it's very expensive and it's, that, that's not for every family. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, it's, I have a son in travel hockey and he's a goalie and this is an expensive sport. Like, and we know that not everybody can afford that, but, but there's very few that can't afford ball hockey. So we're not necessarily trying to convert ice hockey players into ball hockey players. That's not really the goal. Mm -hmm. The goal is to give kids a chance to play hockey that, 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 and, and have it affordable. Because if we're learning anything about youth sports nowadays, um, is that everything is turning into this massive money grab. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have a friend that has a kid in high trial. Uh, he's a high end player, soccer player. He's, you know, they're in around $10,000 for the year. Like, you know, who can do that? And, and, and the worst part is, and Hope Solo said this about it, uh, last year when they were talking about why the U.S. didn't make, didn't make the Team uh, USA the women, women goaltender. Yeah, you're, yeah. She said, it's all of your fault. You turned this into a rich kid sport. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, so a kid, you know, because I, I asked my friend, I'm like, well, why don't you just have them play down and, you know, and pay half? He's like, they won't even let you. We won't even allow it. Once the kid gets good, then or or he just stops playing. He goes plays another sport. So for ball hockey, it's it's super inexpensive. Everybody can do it, boys and girls alike. Mm -hmm. And you know they find their own way. Uh, you, you know at some point, and you said it earlier in the beginning, when they pick up the stick, hard to get them to pick up the stick. But when they do, they don't put it down. Okay. Absolutely. And and, and Alessandra, uh, you, uh, you know you're much. Uh, uh, you're yeah, much better no. person to ask about the women. Uh, well, the I was going to say, I was going to say to Alessandra as well, is that a lot of, I think parents are, a lot of kids are starting to do that high level focus at a young age where you're now a soccer player or you're now a hockey player. You're now a basketball player. And that's what we do all year round spring, summer, <laughs> winter. Like it doesn't matter. You're going around the clock. And I mean, uh, as far as somebody that I know played some soccer, uh, I'm not sure how high of a level, but I mean, I was a multi-sport athlete. I think that that is one of the most important things that you can do that even if you don't end up taking ball hockey and playing, you know, at such a high level, it's still a very important to diversify, uh, as far as being an athlete goes. So uh, Alessandra, I was hoping you could maybe shed a little more light on, on kind of your background in that area. Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned before, I started out with soccer, um, the beauty about our sport too is is a it's a huge advantage is you don't have to have to know how to skate right so it's a great crossover sport 
for soccer, for field hockey, um, you know, softball, any, really any of the sports because you don't have to know how to skate. Um, and like Chris had mentioned, anyone can play. I mean, it can be, you know, a, a little kid and it can be a grandma. Like, you, literally anyone can play, which which is awesome because, um, you know, it, it makes it so accessible for, for anyone. Um, and just like being part of the women's game, I think my con- biggest concern over the past, um, you know, 10 plus years was going to all these events and going to all these tournaments. Um, you know, as we've talked about, I, I call it experience because I don't want to call myself too old in the sport yet, but, um, but just being the same faces all the time, um, which was a concern because that means that, you know, we're not bringing in any new players. Um, so at that time, that was very concerning to me because there was no growth in the sport. And, and since that time, it's, it's kind of been one of my missions is just to get, get people to come play. You know, do you want to try it out? You know, come, come play. And, and I feel like once people become part of the community, once they try it, you get hooked. And, and that's the great thing, especially on the youth level is I can tell you, I was a shy kid. Um, and probably anyone that met, you know, has met me since maybe doesn't think that, but because of sport. I've, I learned to develop into the person that I am, right? Because of team play, and that, and that's a huge thing. Is you go through all those like, kind of like life lessons through sports. So sport is, you know, invaluable, right? As far as kind of learning who you are, learning how to um, go through conflict. So you know, we always want to win the game, but we don't always win the game. But that's okay. Success learning how to do things yeah. as a team. Um, and so there's so many lessons that you know can be had. And I know, like for me it really kind of helped me kind of become the person that I am and kind of made me feel empowered as a woman. And I think that that's super important for our kids nowadays, especially our young girls is, you know, to help have them find something. And, and for me, it was ball hockey. And I know for a lot of people I've met since, um, they, they share the same sentiments, you know, they've gotten so much more from the sport. Um, and the sport gives back tenfold. So, I mean, one, and I encourage everyone just try it and, and it's almost guaranteed that you'll come back. So it's, it's awesome. It's been a, a great experience and I've met so many great people because of it. And I just want to try to give that to as many kids as possible. Like I said, too, I've had great coaches um, that have helped me along the way. So, so many great coaches. Um, actually my goalie coach for team USA was my goalie coach when I was 14 years old and, oh, wow. and just, you know, saw something in me and, and just helped me progress. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, being part of USA Ball Hockey, I'll be able to do that and, and share some of those fun times. And, and, and hopefully people, you know, get something more than just playing a sport together. They get so much more from it. So, Absolutely. And I think yeah. one of the things, kind of how I look at it, and I was reading an article last week on this, but it's how playing multi-sport, being a multi-sport athlete sure. really increases your skill set if you're playing basketball one season and then baseball or then ball hockey in the summer that your hand-eye coordination your footwork your explosiveness your quickness because of the dynamics of those games makes you more well-rounded exactly you become a more well-rounded athlete not just a hockey specific player or a basketball specific player you become that elite level athlete that can tackle well and you're not gonna, you're not going to get burned out either i mean if you're focusing and driving home one Definitely. thing over and over and over and over maybe by the time you even get to high school or you know get into your adult years you're so tired of it you're that you're it. ready to be done 
but I was hoping maybe you guys could shed a little bit of light on uh, maybe some of the methods that you guys are using. I know you said that you're kind of echoing uh, some of the, the USA hockey things, but what, what are you guys doing? What's the strategy towards reaching as many young kids as you can and bringing them into the sport? Um, well, currently, well, again, we're just, we're newly formed, but what we've done, um, you know, we're, we're still in the process of setting a lot of protocols. Um, it's important to get those done right now instead of having to change them down the road. But, uh, we, we, we have done a lot of reaching out to, uh, to, uh, local rinks and, uh, rink owners and things like that, just to see, um, you know, what kind of appetite there is. Cause you know, right now the epicenter, at least in the Northeast anywhere, anyway, of Pittsburgh, Boston, Jersey slash Philly, those are, those are fruitful regions in terms of youth and, you know, and we'll do what we can to, uh, to make those even, even better. Um, but what, what we really want to do is get into the non the regions that don't really have a lot going on, if anything, maybe going to the, you know, the, this is something that, um, that uh, an initiative that Corey Hirsch has, uh, has been working on uh, and, and others. Um, YMCA's typically have like street, they, you know, they call them street hockey, you know, street hockey leagues, small street hockey leagues. Those are kind of easy targets, you know, for lack of a better term, because those, um, you know, those are already organized leagues. So, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, how cool would it, how cool would it be here? Imagine yourself as a nine-year-old kid and you're out there in the gym at the Y at the YMCA and two big six, four chiseled guys walk in with USA jerseys on and start teaching how to play hockey. How excited are you? I mean, I think right. that's, that's one of the other things too, is just injecting people who are notable in the community and bringing that level of respect that, you know, and oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the same with the, you know, um, you know, um, to, to, to add on to what Alessandra was talking about before with the girls program, you know, one of the challenges is when, once they say at a certain age, um, they can't really play with the boys anymore. You know, boys, you know, it's, you know, uh, for, for several reasons. Um, and so they have to kind of, uh, get together and they need strong leadership and you need, they need people like Alessandra and, and Karen Levin and, and and girls all over the country that, that are deeply involved in the sport to say, Hey, there's life after 10 year old hockey with the, with the, with the other boys, uh, you know, or there's, or there's, there's, there's hockey life after you're done playing ice hockey um, as a college athlete. And there's a lot of college Alessandra will tell you after college athlete, that's about it. Yeah, sure. That's it. That's it. You know, yeah. you know, and, and so, so now what do I do? You know, you know, yeah, after I think that, like, exactly. really and the big thing is you still have that competitiveness in you, right? After college, um, you still want to compete. It's, it's kind of a shock to the system. Um, and you miss that team atmosphere and that's, you know, a lot of girls that have played on, um, team USA have, have found that again, that competitiveness and, you know, training for a purpose and things like that. But just to echo, um, what Chris said is, you know, I know personally I've done a lot of clinics. Um, generally, we've done them for boys and girls, and we've gone into YMCAs and, you know, places that don't even have any street hockey or ball hockey um, and, and shown the kids this is how you hold a stick and, and this is how you play and, um, you know, progress them to drills and then progress them to, um, to scrimmages. And I think just 
like you said, like seeing someone, um, you know, that has played in an elite level, you can kind of say, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. You know what I mean? And it's Absolutely. someone that's there right there in person with you that, you know, is willing to take the time to teach you. And, and then you start slowly learning. I mean, it's, it's been great. So I think, you know, as we start to progress with our um, protocols and things like that, that's definitely something that we want to do, especially to the areas, like Chris said, that, that don't currently have ball hockey or street hockey or, or don't really even know what the sport is. Because um, once you get exposed to it, you know, it's people can start doing pickups. And then from there, you know, might lead to, uh, you know, a small league. And then from there, it could get bigger. So I'm excited to see, um, you know, the youth movement and and just what we can do with that. I mean, that's part of the big reason that I was very intrigued with being part of USA Ball Hockey because, honestly, it, it hasn't been done in the U.S., which it's time, you know. Absolutely. There's, it's, there's a right time. It's now. So, you know, I'm really excited what what will happen in the future over the next year, three years, five years. It's a super exciting guys, time in ball hockey. Guys, I want to give you an example, and I'm going to make Alessandra blush here. She doesn't. I've never told her this, right. by the way. Probably probably four years ago, I'm at a tournament, a youth tournament up in Boston, and and and, and this is to to jump off that story I or, or that scenario I laid out before about being in a YMCA and seeing a USA player walk through the door with this hockey stick in his hand right. so about four years ago i'm up at a tournament in boston it was in uh, winchenden massachusetts actually and there's kids everywhere i mean there's this massive tournament going on and alessandra was there with her husband and she's walking around and she had her usa gear on and behind her I, and i was talking to somebody else i was probably 20 feet away from them but behind her there were two little girls they're probably 10 years old, 11 years old, maybe 12. And they were watching Alessandra, like walk by them. And as soon as Alessandra walks by them, they looked at each other and they, and the one girl said, that was Alessandra. And they were, they were like shaking their hands and around and everything <laughs> like, like, like they were at an instinct show. I'm not kidding you. It's, it, it's, I'm serious, dude. It's that powerful. You know, just her walking by. That's phenomenal. Like, and these girls, and I don't even know if these girls even knew who she, or, you know, I, I don't even know if Alessandra even knew who these girls were. But they were so excited to see her. Moments like that are so powerful. And, and, and you think that that only happens in the NHL or, you know, or the NFL or something like that. No way. No way. I see what, what kids, there's a, there's a player by the name of Denny Schlegel uh, from Buffalo area. Uh, one of the top, some would argue he's the best player uh, ever come out of the United States. Um, but he, he, he's certainly top three. There's no question. And he was at that tournament as well. And there were kids walking up to him with their helmets. Can I have an autograph? And he's like, what? You know, <laughs> or get a shipping dock. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, Unbelievable. You know, it, 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 it's powerful, man. It's powerful stuff. Well, not, not all heroes wear capes, uh, but it, it certainly helps to have people who are, I guess, addicted to the game and, you know, notable people who have a ridiculous amount of passion, but you did mention that once you're past that age of college hockey or high school hockey or whatever, you're still yearning for that competition and there's not really a direction to go, but there is, there's international play. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about next. So uh, in an ideal world where we've finally built ourselves a nice roster of young talent, uh, what does it look like for some overseas play and what can people expect from the various teams that are going to be representing USA? 
You're referring to 2019? Yeah, yep. so it's it's uh, Slovakia, the dates, Shackelford? Uh, the 14th through the 22nd of June. Yeah. Koshika, I believe is how it's pronounced. Slovakia. I'm not exactly a world traveler, but I was hoping <laughs> you guys could give everybody kind of a look behind the curtain on what's to be expected for uh, some of the top level stuff. That's our favorite anyway. Okay, well, um, the, 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 I, I mentioned this earlier about uh, the ISBHF and what a show that they that they put on. They're, they're always in these world championships are always in really great venues. The the Eastern Europeans in particular just really, really, really know how to do it. They 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 have been doing this a long, long time. They're very, very good at it. Um, what you you know what you see, it, it, you know, it kind of looks like an Olympic village when you walk uh, when you walk up to the place. You know, you're just seeing players from all over, all different countries and whatnot. It's very, very, very exciting. Um, the place that we, that the teams are going to this year is a city called Kosica. And it is in Eastern Slovakia, close to the border of the Ukraine. So it's a little remote, but it's, uh, but the city itself is considered one of the jewels of, of Europe. And, you know, I've been over to Europe several times, uh, Eastern I know Alessandra's been over there several times. It's just awesome over there. I just, I, I absolutely love it. Um, and what you'll do, what you'll do is, you know, you'll, you'll be, um, you know, interacting with people from all over the world. A lot of people know each other. You know, they're multiple champions, and uh, it's a, it's, it's just a really, really great atmosphere. Fans come to the stands. I mean, geez, that that one. Uh, 2015 in Switzerland, we had something like 11,000 fans in for wow, you know a, a round robin game, you know, so Swiss versus Canada, and um, it's it's the atmosphere is electric. The whole week, you know, it's actually like two weeks long, but uh, you know, the whole couple of weeks is just an incredible experience. Um, in terms of the teams, I fully expect the women to be competing for gold, no question about it. I expect the men too, uh, but the the women, uh, the men. The men uh, won the silver medal in 2015, uh, although they although they only lost one game in uh, in 2017 and finished fifth. Uh, I expect them to make a, a, a pretty heavy run at the, at the gold medal as well. So I think that we'll have some pretty uh, good success over there. Uh, Sandra, what do you what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've been to uh, Slovakia a couple times, so um, we were there a few years back. I think it was. Uh, 2013, um, I believe, uh, we were in Bratislava, and, and it, it was amazing. Uh, so I can't wait to uh, go to Kosice and see the people. I mean, it's it's a crazy atmosphere, I think. Uh, it's hard to explain. Um, the whole town is really uh, at all these games, you know, and, and the Europeans are very, very passionate about ball hockey in general. So they're fans, like, Fans just travel to go see these teams. Um, it's it's a wild experience. It's I know uh, a couple times there's been broadcast in pubs of the games, you know, being played live uh, for people to watch while they're having their lunch in, in the pub, and it's it's pretty awesome and wild. And and as far as the women's team, I mean, we're excited. We you know we we want that gold, obviously. Um, coming off the the silver um, in 2017, it was a great battle with uh, the, the Czechs, um, and you know this time we're going to be in Slovakia, and and we know that the competition is going to be really tough there. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to it. But I can tell you right now, our our coaching staff and our players are the best um, in the United States, 
and uh, we love the challenge. You know, we'd love to be able to show what we can do, and all the girls have been really working hard um, for quite some time, you know, training, and it's a lot of work uh, because we all do this on the side, right? It's it's a sport that we love to be a part of, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited to go and, and compete and show the world what we can do, so I'm excited. Were you guys were you guys able to see the uh, piece that the NHL Network did the other day on us? Absolutely, oh, yeah. we've had, definitely saw it. We've had yeah. them on our show as well, so it's, it's good <laughs> okay, to see. So yeah, so yeah, it's good to see NHL that, Network riding our coattails. And those that missed it, you know, uh, go on NHL.com and uh, uh, go into the archive there and check out the, the piece they did on USA Ball Hockey. And we had a couple of a uh, couple of the uh, uh, players for our men's team, uh, Bob Hauser and. Uh, Johnny Johnny Ruiz, a couple of superstars here in America. They were uh, they represented us very well, and uh, NHL Network did a nice little piece on uh, on the upcoming games and talked to talked a little bit about the history of the sport, and they did they did a great job. So um, this is a big year. This is a very big year. It's a banner year, you know, because it's our inaugural year. Well, it's great exposure either way. I know the men have a couple training camp tryout camps coming up. Uh, sure. I think beginning in April. Um, the women's oh, yeah. team, Alessandra, sounds like it's pretty well locked in. Is that is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Yep. We have our team. Um, we have uh, actually a camp coming up next weekend um, prior to the North American uh, tournament. And, um, yep, we have a couple more camps coming up. But, yeah, we've we've been ready and we've been training through this. So we're super excited. Yeah. We can't wait. That's yeah. for sure. You're, you're too modest. Sorry, I know, you're right? too modest. You need to start pumping your team a little more. We think, we think you guys are probably the best look that we've got at getting a, a USA gold medal there. So uh, don't let her modesty that, fool you guys. I mean, when you get there, that's why they play the games, right? Um, I think we all have something that we want to prove, men's and women's side, especially this year. So uh, it's a big year, especially like um, – like Chris said, it's our inaugural year, and um, I'm hoping to represent USA Ball Hockey, you know, not just as a, a board member, but also as a player. So I'm super excited to go. And, yeah, I mean, men's and women's, you know, we're going to put our best effort out there and, you know, looking for the support at home as always. I mean, everyone's been awesome about, you know, messaging and encouragement and things like that. So I know the men, you know, they're going to be training their butts off too to, to be ready and, and Bobby and, and Johnny did a, a great little preview on, on the NHL network, as, as Chris mentioned. But it's it's awesome. It's an awesome experience. And we're ready to take on the best in the world. And period, we're ready. So. I love we're, it. Yeah, we're definitely excited for it. We'll be watching here um, back in Iowa, as will everybody else. Um, definitely covering that event. So final question talking about Team USA. And this is just kind of me asking out of curiosity. But we're talking playing international tournaments every two years. Is there a goal maybe to play every four? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yes. Yeah. Um, the ISBHF, um, they do so much for the sport um, that, 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 that never even gets seen. Uh, you know, the, the exposure that they create in Africa and in Southeast Asia, which barely gets any press because it's all in its infancy. But they do so much. But one of the things, and one of their primary goals, is to become an Olympic sport. Um, this is a very tall task. I got to tell you, before I was ever involved in any of this, uh, I kind of had the attitude where it was like, yeah, you know, got a bunch of teams, just put a bit in. <laughs> yeah, and once I learned, 
what actually goes into that, I went, whoa, oh boy. So you'd be surprised. So, you know, you, you know, people laugh at archery and handball and things like that. And they, they you know, they call them silly sports. It was, it's hard. Let me tell you, let me tell you folks, and anybody ever wants to know the process, call me um, or, or send me an email or something. Maybe for another episode. long, <laughs> difficult process to become, to be, get, get to be an Olympic sport, to be taken seriously enough. Right. And there's so much that goes in it. So, yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> from compliance to, you know, to, to amount of nations, it, it, it takes so much, but, but they're on their way and, and they're, and we're going to get there. They're going to get there. It's part of, it's one of the main reasons I do this because I want to be part of America. That was part of getting, getting the sport to be an Olympic sport, because I want to say that I played an Olympic sport one day. Right. And maybe my son will be able to do, to do that. Who knows? So, yeah, the, the answer, that that was a long answer, but that's a long yes, but yes. I love absolutely. it. <laughs> yeah, and just to echo what um, Chris said, I mean, it's a long process, but I think, you know, it's it's in our mind, right? And, and now's the time. Again, everything has to start at some point, and I think just being able to be a part of this and being able to do, have USA Ball Hockey and be able to start those first steps, right? Um, it is a big task, but it's something that we're totally looking forward to. And, and that starts with the youth movement. And then it, it goes into, you know, uh, certifying coaches and certifying refs. And it's just a, a bigger picture. It's not just about the play, but it's about the whole organization um, across the United States. And that's something that we're, you know, looking at and something that we would like to be a part of um, yeah. to represent the U.S. in the sport yeah. and then have the IFBHF take that. Yeah, and because because that's that's one thing that's that's absolutely imperative for the sport to ever be considered um, is for America to be um, the lead nation, the one that goes there and knocks on the on the IOC's door. Um, and we're not there. Um, they're you know the Czechs and the Slovaks and the Canadians, they have uh, the Swiss. They have better organizations than we've ever had. And that's what we're trying to change now with USA Ball Hockey. We need to be the leaders because, let's face it, this is where you know, America is where the money is. America is where the viewers are. Absolutely. Um, as great as and, – and, and although there's not a single Slovak executive that would say we need the U.S. to uh, be better in public, in private, they know that just to, you know, hey, fine, we want a few uh, – we won a few uh, world championships in ball hockey. That means nothing. That's not going to help us. We need the USA to win. We need the USA to win uh, world championships. Are you guys are familiar with Joseph Stumple, ex NHL player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he he runs the Slovak organization, and you know he has said that to me many times. That hey, look at we we need the USA to be more relevant. You know, uh, so so whatever you guys are doing, you're going to have to ramp it up, or we're never going to get a shot at this Olympic thing. And and when it comes to the Olympic thing, I, look, I know there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there that are shaking their head. Ah, never happened, never happened, never happened. But like Alessandra said, it has to start someplace. And I can tell you this: five years ago, we weren't even the the sport wasn't even remotely even blinked at by the ILC. But they know who we are now, five years later, and that's something. That's better than nothing. You know, we've, uh, the ISBHF has had a lot of talks with um, the IHF, um, looking for their endorsement. Uh, they're, they're, they, ISBHF and the IHF have a great relationship right now. Um, 
it's on its way. So I don't know when it's going to be, but um, I'm going to be one of the people that uh, that helps it get there. I know that. That's that's one of my goals anyway, personally. Well, absolutely. And I mean, every skyscraper that's built starts with a shovel going to the ground first. Yep. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, but having the right Mm -hmm. team, the right passion behind it and getting everything started is one of the keys, at least in my opinion. So, uh, USA leads the way, baby. Absolutely. So definitely appreciate, uh, you know, everything that you are taking on and doing on a volunteer level to help grow this sport. That's absolutely amazing. Um, but as we wrap it up here, uh, kind of to had one, I don't know, call it, uh, I'm going to call it a softball question. And I think we've covered a lot of it, but what gets you excited in the morning when you wake up about USA ball hockey and kind of where we are and obviously what we just talked about, where we're going to go? Oh boy, that's a good question. What? I'm the president of the organization, so there's like so many things. <laughs> or spot, that yeah. I, that I think about every every day, every morning. Um, to um, the most exciting, yeah, no, you know, this is actually a very easy answer. The most exciting thing is is the youth stuff, you know, and and mm-hmm. anybody that's got a kid or kids would tell you that there is nothing that they'd rather do than watch their kid play sports. Um, or, or dance, you know, with respect for dancing and, you know, and, and, the, and non-sporting activities, but, um, uh, uh, just watching the kids, especially new youth, like, 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 uh, when we put a, uh, a youth program together or just a clinic, just a one day, two hour thing. And all these, all these little kids, they show up with their sticks and they got their little uniforms on and they're all ready to go. You know, none of them know what they're doing. They're falling all over each other. That stuff just, that, that does it for me. No, so me being able to, knowing that I'm going to see a lot of that. That's what, that's what gets me up in the morning. Absolutely. Sandra, you're too uh, modest, but let's, let's, let's hear a final thought from you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's the same thing. So, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I was a diehard. I loved to play so much. And, and now that I'm getting older, um, it's just kind of you reevaluate your career and, um, you know, and, and what's important to me. And so lately over the past few years, I've definitely realized is sharing my passion uh, for the sport and sharing that with the kids. It's, it's definitely sparked my love of the game. Um, even more than I thought, even more than I thought that I was passionate for it. So um, definitely the youth movement. And for me, especially seeing those kids, and especially those girls have opportunities. Um, back in the day, it wasn't like that. Back in the day, it was, it was very hard and there weren't a lot of opportunities for the girls and for the women. And just being one of the people that can help uh, bring those opportunities about and, you know, see these little kids kind of transition and, and, go from, you know, youth sports and, and now seeing these women play that, you know, we've kind of seen grow up. Uh, it's, it's super special. So this, that, that definitely is something that, you know, has definitely revived my passion for the sport and, and something we're always looking for is opportunities uh, to help grow the game. So I'm really excited about the future and, and what it's going to hold and, and hopefully meeting a ton of little girls that want to play want to play definitely absolutely well they're out there and we absolutely love your guys's passion we love everything you guys are doing i think the future looks brighter and brighter every single day even if it's baby steps we've got our eyes on the prize 
Uh, but I mean, I can't get enough of you guys right now. We do appreciate you guys coming on. It's been one of the most engaging conversations I think that we've had in quite some time. Definitely. Um, but so to, to, to wrap her up here, I mean, we, we wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. I think you've got the support of the entire community. Um, before we close out Shackleford, big, big announcements. What's the agenda hold for us here today? Well, for the, for the rest of this season, uh, for the, the rest of this season, we're actually going to make a transfer of platforms, um, from our media, how we present this information and how we kind of communicate our news of ball hockey to the world. Uh, we are launching www.deckhockeyfocus.com, uh, which will then house all video. Um, that's going to be a growing kind of endeavor all year long, but our goal there is to centralize information communication and anything media related regarding the game onto one location. So everybody can go there and then either, you know, navigate our materials or mm -hmm. find what they're looking for. It's got for. our partners on there. It's got everything you guys are going to want. Uh, we're not officially live. I think maybe by the time this episode comes out, we will be live, but you guys, it's slick. We've put a lot of time and effort and Sean has sat bloodied over a keyboard to make this thing perfect. Uh, so I hope everybody appreciates it, but deckhockeyfocus.com. That's got to be your new homepage. You're going to love it. We're growing every day. Uh, we're going to keep on covering big level tournaments. We're going to keep on bringing uh, notable guests, anybody that's Definitely. passionate about the sport who wants to take it to the next level. That's our main goal. So stay tuned. We're taking it to the next level. All right. Thank you all.